Hello and welcome to the Return of the Empire podcast. Yes, it is a podcast today because we are recording in advance of Super Bowl 58, I believe. I think so. The numbers, again, I'm not great with Roman numerals, but it's whatever. Super Bowl 58, Return of the Empire, Emil Fergoso, Nate Littlefield, no Kyle Ledbetter, of course. Uh, we will see him in a few days, hopefully. But Niners are going to the Super Bowl. They're playing the Chiefs. Yep. And not only that, we have a trip coming up yep. to Vegas. Well, we're there right now. The Niners are there. Yes, Niners we're are there. We're there right now. But we're when there. we're recording this, we aren't we aren't there yet. We'll yeah, there. but but if you're listening to this, we're there. We are there, yes. Not that you care about us, but we're there. We're covering the event. Uh, Meal's there reporting. He'll be there through the Super Bowl. Yep. I'm there producing a show, doing a bunch of digital stuff, getting interviews. Stuff, you know, all, all that fun, fun, wild stuff. Uh getting a little nervous about maybe not nervous but like all right here we go super bowl radio row are, it's gonna be are all the emotions coming back from 19 for you no uh this is different this is different i didn't work in sports at all okay i didn't do any of this um so this is uh <laughs> this is it's different it, it's going by faster mm-hmm. uh usually that two weeks in between super bowl is is hell it's yes. really hard to, uh, to, to to focus. It's stressful. Yeah, but uh, feeling good on on a personal note. If we if we want, um, yeah. I will say though we're we're technically in Vegas right now. Uh, Emil, you uh, will be talking to. You'll be covering every event. Where so the Niners are staying about thirty minutes outside of Vegas, right? About yeah, they are miles. staying at Lake Hilton on uh, Lake, Lake Las Vegas, which is about 30, 40 miles away uh, from the Strip, which is where we are situated, where the media hub is at over at Mandalay Bay, um, over there. So that's where we are are staying at. Yeah. But Niners are staying far, far away, um, and they have to trek. The Chiefs out. are staying right next to them too, right? I believe so, and yeah. they and they have to trek out. Niners specifically had to trek out to UNLV for practice. So just a lot of commuting and travel, well, a lot of shuttle and transportation. We gotta, we're still figuring all that out, out right now. But the point being is that Niners, Chiefs, and Super Bowl. As far as I know, I was looking at some of the paperwork earlier. The Niners, yeah, UNLV, and then the Chiefs are at Allegiant or whatever the Raiders facility is. There's because of the home team. Interesting. They get they get Allegiant. Why are they the home team? Because it's even it's an even year. So the a, so what I learned. I didn't know that. And I didn't know this either until this year. AFC teams uh-huh. are the home team on even year Super Bowls. On on odd year Super Bowls, it's the NFC is the home team. Interesting. So for example, when the Niners last won the Super Bowl in 2020, because it matters by the actual year you are in, not the 19 season, the 2020 Super Bowl, that was an even year. So the Chiefs were also a home team in Miami. It's why the Niners wore their whites. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they would wear the. I, I don't think this is how this works, but I wanted to see them wear the uh, the shadows throwback, the, throw- the 90, oh, 94 throwbacks. I think those the red ones. I think the, the whites are cool too, but the reds are, I think are the sickest jerseys. They're the in best sports. jerseys. They're one of the best. They're so cool. They're, it's so simple. Yeah, but elegant. It, it tells a story. They should. There's just the chef's kiss. They're pretty amazing. Chef's kiss. Anyway, enough about ooling over and ooing eyeing over the jerseys. We got a game to play. Niners Chiefs, a rematch of four years ago. I mean, Nick Bosa summed it up. Summed it up. Perfectly. It's perfect, this matchup, because not only are the Niners the proverbial number one seed going to NFC and have struggled in the playoffs and kind of resilient wins because of it, but the Chiefs are the exact opposite. Instead of being a number one seed, they were number three this year, and they struggled in the regular season but got hot in the postseason. So two teams 
meeting together, both kind of in form right now, but in different ways. And now we get to see who wins out. <sighs> I know. I'm just, I'm so ready to see it. I, I, it's just so emotional for me. It's disgusting. No, I get it's, it. Uh, it's, <laughs> I am so excited to watch Brock Purdy play in the Super Bowl. I'm so excited for him specifically. Yeah. Um, this team is very similar and very different from the 2019 team. Yes. That's a terrible analysis, but let me explain. Hashtag analysis. A lot of those players are the same, uh, but the new additions are like guys that feel like have been around forever, but really, really have it. So that was Debo's rookie year. I believe that was Nick's Nick Bosa's rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. So it's like, I mean, Bosa, we, we talk about this in a minute, but the, the holding scandal that's going on. Um, oh. Bosa but now you one. add right after that, you get Trent Williams, you get Brandon Ayuk. Kittle has just gotten better. He's got longer hair. That year, I believe he emerged as an actual like number one tight end in the NFL. Yeah, I actually just saw the play. I forgot about where he had the OPI where he pushed off. Mm-hmm. And actually, I do think that was OPI. There are a bunch of arguments saying if that was Kelsey, it wouldn't, which is probably true. But I still think it's OPI. We know how the, the push off works. at the end of the. We know how the script works. I'm not a script guy. Uh, that stuff stresses me out too much. <laughs> I don't want to play the script game anyway. Um, but this team has. Has changed and stayed the same, if that makes any sense. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's obviously still a coach. We yeah. still have Fred Warner. Dre Greenlaw is a new addition. Yeah. Um, you know, the the whole uh, secondary is basically different. Various Ward was a chief at the time, now a niner. Yeah. Ugh. Ooh, think, gross think, to think about. Think about, think about that. This... Um, I, I kind of want to spend the second half of the show getting, getting more into the matchup and stuff. I, I want to get into... Spend the first half here taking time to... Kind of soak in the Super Bowl and maybe talk about what what we're going to be doing and, and seeing here at the station and uh, the experiences before the game and how the players are going to be dealing with all that yep. and just uh, absorbing the Super Bowl week as a whole, which is something I don't usually do. Yeah, I don't usually care that much uh, unless the Niners are in, which is only the, this is the third time in my life that they've made it to the Super Bowl, especially like last year the injury thing, I was disgusted and I'm not paying attention to media and I'm hearing Debo talk about, Oh, we should be here right now. It's like, dude, just stop. Just, you know, we lost. It's a, we like I'm a part of the team. The loss happened. There's nothing you can do about it. Now we just got to go on. Turns out he's probably right. They probably should have been there, but whatever. Yeah. They're a better team. Now they're better for it. They're, they're well equipped. Regardless the whole team fly, uh, flew in on Sunday, Sunday night. Come in. There's a, uh, a little press thing for that where you could just take pictures, no interviews or anything. Mm-hmm. Teams land. And then Monday, Emil, what uh, what was on the docket? What, um, yeah, opening night. Opening Look, night. I'm looking yeah. at the schedule right now. Opening okay. night. Um, the the bus leaves for opening night at 2.30. And, um, we don't have to give times. I'm just giving times yeah, yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, dude. Because yeah. I'm, just, I'm just going through the app right now. There's a handy little app. Again, yeah. there are so... So I didn't realize this until this week. There is so much that goes into planning a Super Bowl, yeah. even for media and trying to. There is just so much a record number of media coming in to cover this Super Bowl on Radio Row. Well, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, again, I say this every other sentence. I don't know if people care about this, but the insider stuff is is cool to hear and know about. Like um, everyone, media is supposed to stay at the uh, 
Excalibur for the most part. Luxor uh, and the Excalibur. Oh, Lu- excuse me, excuse me. Luxor was the initial spot. Yes. When we booked, because we weren't going unless the Niners were going. Correct. We found out um, the day after that the Lu- day after the Niners won that the Luxor was booked out. Uh, so they moved everyone to the Excalibur, who's stragglers, and we're stragglers because we didn't book early because we didn't even know if we're going. Yep. So we're now at the Excalibur with a lot of media. So those those two are next to each other, and then Mandalay Bay is uh, a nice little chunk chunk away from them, but it's still next door. Whatever. It's whatever. It's a little it's, walk. Vegas is uh, everything looks close, but it's not. It's not. It's a long walk. Um. So we're staying there. Media Hub is at Mandalay Bay. That's where Radio Row will be. That's where I'll be with Alan Stiles and Chris Watkins for midday shows starting tomorrow through Friday. Yep. Uh, Jay Johnson will be there. Jay Johnson's handling all the talent. A lot of guests. We're having guys like, as far as I know right now, um, ooh, you know what? I don't know if I can tease names like that. I don't don't know if I'm going to do that. You can tease occupations? Uh, I'm... I don't want to get in trouble. I'm not going to say Ooh, anything. Okay. But I've seen some some big names, big and not just dish. like Niners exclusive football guys. Um, I've seen some cool some cool names. I'll I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to go too far. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so Niners opening night. What what is that experience like? Obviously, I keep mm-hmm. talking like we're in the present. We're not. We're in the past. This is Sunday or Saturday when we're recording this. Yes. But what what is the NFL list opening night like? Yeah, opening night includes both both teams, both Kansas City Chiefs and the Niners, um, being there, answering questions, t- t- uh, t- doing some media obligations. And it goes on for a couple hours, and that's kind of it, just kind of an introduction in, in, into Super Bowl week. And that's as far as I can kind of get, see from what's on the outlook. I got to be there to experience it. It is at Allegiant Stadium, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, it's not at other me- – it's at the stadium to have these opening night things. So Is it like on the field? I – believe it is um that's interesting because we have a we have a cbs super bowl Mm -hmm. what i've heard too some more uh i guess insider stuff sounds gross saying that but i've heard that cbs doesn't do it as big as the uh as big as fox and uh espn as have i i have also heard this yes uh, CBS when and I'm talking about when it comes to the the build up. So maybe like a lot of the interviews are less in person and more mm-hmm. more streamyard, more more phone call oriented things. But I, from what I understand, the guests that we're gonna have on our specific shows, if I'm going back to that, are gonna be pretty awesome. I heard they are. And uh, apparently, a lot of people just walk up and just go on the show. But I don't <laughs> yeah. know. We'll see. If you're listening to Sackdown Sports this week, you're gonna see some some big names, which is pretty awesome. See and hear. Because we are radio. See and hear. I'm actually in charge of the video there, so I have to make the important the C. The C is important for me. The, the, the C. The S E E. The C is important. The for vision. Me. Yes, the vision. You are the vision. I'm not the vision. I'm the vision maker. Anyway, I don't know what that means. Anyways, yes, yeah, so Super Bowl night opening night is time. is Monday. Uh, opens at three o'clock. We will be going in there for a couple hours, doing some usual media stuff. Again, it's just a hyperbolic media experience of just answering questions, getting people there talking, going back and forth, going around the tables, going, talking with everyone, people open to interviews, just a big old experience at Allegiant Stadium. That's opening night, night one. Then it goes into Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which are the only actual media days um, besides opening night because Friday, Saturday, there is nothing. It is just players practicing, getting ready for Super Bowl, which is on Sunday. So about a four-day span of a lot of content, and then 
crickets for 48 hours. Yeah, which is how it should be. Yes. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, you told me before the show a very interesting little uh, little tidbit that Traverius Ward said. So, oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of talk. You know, you get player and coach speak about, you know, we'll be there. We're on business. There's no, no funny business, no messing around. If there's been reports, well, not reports, the NFL put out a statement a couple weeks ago, whatever team's in Vegas will not be allowed to gamble at all. Uh, which is fair, makes it's, sense. It's fair. Um, yeah, it's fair. No, not. I'm not just talking about sports gambling. Like, obviously, you can't bet on the NFL because that's illegal. But any sport at all, you can't bet on. You can't go to any table games. You can't play any slot machines. None of that. That's no, no keno. None, of, none of that. So you, you can't gamble. Like, like we said, um, the the venue that they're staying at is about half an hour from the Las Vegas strip. And I know there's casinos outside of that, but I think they kind of designate everyone away from that on purpose. They fill up those two buildings with both teams and all their staff, everything, which Jed York said they they're flying out the entire Niners staff to, uh, to the game. And in turns, everyone who's a part of the Niners is going, which is such a great gesture by Jed York. Jed York, man. He had that, I guess I'm getting into this too, falling into this. Um, He had this statement this week that, Kyle Shanahan came to him in the 22 season where uh, Trey Lance was reportedly having a bad camp. That was just the back and forth. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was practicing off to the side, and he went up to he, – he pulls Jed York aside. And he's like, hey, man, I uh, got to talk to you. And Jed York's like, well, when you get that, you know, from, from your head coach, it's usually not good. And I think a lot of people can relate to that when it's a girlfriend or wife or yeah. boyfriend, husband being like – we got to talk. That is like the worst thing. I guess so. So Kyle hits Jed York with the, we got to talk. And it's about this. It's, it's about Brock Purdy. And he goes, Hey, um, I think that, uh, Mr. Relevant, last guy we drafted, I think, yeah. I think he's the best quarterback on the team. And Jed York goes, okay. And Kyle's like, I know we're not going to start him. We're not going to do that. We're not moving the roster, yeah. but I'm letting you know right now. I think he might be the best one on the team. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not trying to slander anything like that. That story sounds fake to me. I don't think it is. It just sounds like Why would he tell that to story? Be... He wasn't. Uh, a- you want to know why he'd tell that story? Yeah. Because two weeks ago, Brock Purdy is on the whatever podcast that was, and he's like, yeah, they. Uh, I was the starting quarterback unless Tom Brady showed up. That's what I was told. So I kind of have a conspiracy that this is a PR. This is a to try to boost Brock's confidence after that came out. You know what I mean? I guess is that a that's a crazy conspiracy. It but, is crazy. Yeah, I don't fully believe that. But if if you want to, you know, start putting the pieces in place, that's where I would go. That's fair. Can I tell you what I've seen? Yeah. Even back then, 2022 training camp. We all saw Brock Purdy playing well, performing very well. I can go through my notes and just have notes of like number th- number thirteens. Like, do you what, actually have stuff? those notes? Yeah, available right now. I can try and go through. Okay, Hold on. I will. I will. Uh, I, I, I will say. I remember talking sure. to you. Um, this was when you were new at the station, and yes. you're not working on the programming side. You're more of a writing side. So I, I wasn't talking to you a bunch then, but I'd come over and talk to you about the Niners, and I remember uh, Brock goes down or. Jimmy goes down after Trey already went down and I talked to him like, so what, what's up with this guy? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. are, are we making a move? Like, what do you think? And you're like, well, Fred Warner said in camp that this guy's shown a lot of, a lot of poise and they think he's really good and they're confident in him. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take that for now. I just, I thought it was another wash season. What's oh, on my other due phone. to quarterback injury. Dang it. It's on my old phone. Okay. Stinky. Uh, 
you know, turns out Brock was the guy, whether that was true or not, whether Fred was just saying that to pump up his guys or whether if he actually believed it. But now you got Jed York having the statements about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Brock was the best guy. And I, t- I mean, that's true. In hindsight, it's like, that's, that's true, right? Take all three of those guys. Yeah. I think we saw, uh, we saw a very small sample size from Trey Lance, but I'd say there's no way I'm taking Trey Lance <laughs> over Brock Purdy, you know, right now or a year ago. Like I, Brock's, Brock's the man. Brock is Brock is the man and has proven since he got there. Again, you think about 2022 training camp, and you follow the team even more closely than I did, even at that time, as I was just getting into covering the Niners at that time. Niners had three quarterbacks on their roster. Technically four because Sudfeld. Because Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't really a quarterback on that. Oh roster. yeah. So it was Sudfeld, Lance, and Jimmy it was G it was Brock. Lance, Sudfeld, Brock. Jimmy G was recovering from shoulder surgery. He wasn't it was so bad. Media wouldn't PR wouldn't even let us film him doing throws off the side. It's so funny because I was like, Oh, Sudfield, he could be a good backup. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, he you know, he got some run in the playoffs with Doug Peterson or whatever. But, he had that weird quarter. But not only that. The Niners in that contract guaranteed Sudfeld two million dollars into that season. They were yeah. on the books for him for two million dollars. It was they had to pay him that regardless to be the backup. They went into training camp. They thought Sudfeld was going to be the backup to Trey Lance. They thought they were going to be able to trade Jimmy, move off of that, start the new era with Trey Lance. That didn't happen. No one was was interested in Jimmy Garoppolo for the price they were asking. Garoppolo came back was the backup, and because of that security with Trey Lance and Garoppolo, I feel like the Niners felt more comfortable allowing Brock Purdy to win the, the the third string job over Nate Sudfeld. And at the, at the same time, when you're a playoff team, a, a Super Bowl contender at that time, especially who want to get back to the Super Bowl, to choose mystery relevant quarterback over a proven backup who you guaranteed money to. says a lot about how they performed in training camp, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Brock winning that job was shocking to me at the time. Yeah. All I was of us. like, what the? Okay. So this is weird. Um, but I didn't really, obviously, did not think too much of it. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, Jed York picked a interesting time to drop that information. It was. Just, you know, when all eyes are on them. So just, just more positive info. I don't feel like that'd be something Kyle Shanahan would voluntarily say to the media. Maybe in his post-career, but I think a lot of people wouldn't believe him. I think more people would believe um Jed York, but I said that, you know, sitting here thinking the story potentially could be fake. I don't, I don't. No, I get it. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm buying into that 100% right now. I just think, I think it, it might have something to do with that Tom Brady, um, Tom Brady issue that was broken down a couple weeks and, ago. I disagree. I want to okay. push back. I, I, I think that's totally fair. I'm going to push back here. Okay. Jed York. You you know what question he was asked though when he addressed that com- when he made that comment right? Enlighten me. Jed York was asked about his relationship with Kyle Shanahan, how they it's evolved over the years and how and how their relationship is in trades and in overall personnel decisions, what it's like. And Jed responded with, "Well, Kyle is different as a coach than any other coach because he's very direct and honest, even more so than you would expect. You'd want from as an owner of like just saying the truth because sometimes coaches sugarcoat things to the owner or try to make it seem more that." Something more than it, than it is. Yeah. Kyle is a very honest and direct person, just in general in life. That's who he is. I can see that. To, to, his, to a fault sometimes. From his answers. Yes. I don't know if we're still going to be alive this Sunday. It, to it, quote it, the it, I swear. Kyle is, yeah. 
king of one-liners sometimes. Yeah. So when Jed was talking about this, Jed goes, for example, and he told the Brock Purdy story. He went out of his way to tell this Brock Purdy story as an example of how honest and direct Kyle Shanahan can be. Now, maybe it's hyperbole, maybe it's a little bit of fabricated, but I, I do believe that Kyle, getting to know him over the last two years or so, would be this direct with the owner saying, hey, I think we might have something here in Brock Purdy. Don't get surprised if Sudfeld isn't the one that makes it for the third string quarterback. Don't get surprised if Purdy is the one that makes it. Yeah. And just like John Lynch said yesterday when he heard that news, my jaw hit the floor. Same exact thing. The GM and the owner, especially after spending three first-round picks to trade up for Trey Lance, that's not what you want to hear. That you're that you're <laughs> no. mystery relevant. No. Last pick in the draft. He is said be- that is better than Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's yeah. not what you want to hear. But at the same time, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me because Kyle Shanahan is so direct and honest with people that he talks to, and he's not going to sugarcoat anything. That's a situation where it is probably better to be honest. Um, oh man, actually, I don't know. I think that's super debatable. Because uh, you can't just put Brock in the starting lineup because all hell breaks loose, right? It's yes. it would be no, and a he, nightmare. He wasn't ready. He was no. he wasn't ready. He was still a rookie. He might have been more ready than Trey Lance. Maybe, <laughs> but the point is that for aesthetics, he yeah. wasn't ready. Oh, no. The team wasn't ready for that. No, that would have been brutal. So it's funny that you have to consider that aspect of it. It's just he's a you know you could just say he's a better player, but it doesn't mean he's he's gonna play. It's so just the sports psychology that goes into football, especially, is is so intricate. Yeah, and it's it's kind of gross in a way, and it, it it gets a little dicey. But um, yeah, yeah. Any anyways, I w- I want to talk to you about this Charvarius Ward quote that you got. Um, yeah. Just just walk me through kind of what you walked me through in the in the pre-show. I love Mooney, man. I love Mooney Ward. This guy is one of the most honest, authentic people you will ever talk to. To a fault sometimes, like Kyle Shanahan. Um, so Mooney Mooney Ward went to the podium yesterday, um, Friday. This is a Saturday, so yesterday, Friday, the uh, the, the second of February. Went to podium and was, and was asked, you know, about the preparation, how it's going to be different, how it is during a game week here in San Francisco for a normal week compared to going to a Super Bowl because he's been to Super Bowl before. He's won a Super Bowl before with the Chiefs. Yeah. How is it going to differ being in Vegas or being in Vegas? And every other player that has gone up, even Kittle, same day, went up and said, there's no distractions. We're there to lock in. We're there to focus. Rah, 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 rah. Usual things you would hear. Coach from, speak. Player speak. Yeah. yeah, correct. Mooney, on the other hand, Goes well. It's Vegas, so we're we're gonna turn up for at least for day one. But then after that, it's lock in, stay focused. And when you hear that as a fan, reporter, whatever, you're like, really, you're gonna party in Vegas one day? Really, you're not gonna be fo- the whole time? But that's just who Mooney is, and then to share that little insight is there. And you know, what does party mean? Like, are they just gonna have some drinks and hang out? Like, they're gonna turn you know, up, be hungover the next day. It's not. Yeah, it's like. I mean, not doing anything illegal, but okay. So the first night, it's it's difficult. Was Sunday night correct? Yeah. Was Sunday night? They fly in. Is do you think that's the night he's talking about? They fly in. Let's have some Sunday fun. Sunday or Monday? Sunday. Monday. I'd say Sunday. Right. Get it out of the way. You know. I would say Sunday. enjoy yourself. I would say Sunday as well because Monday will go into practice week Tuesday. Yes. So yeah. I would say Sunday with the so, day. So, I I know you're against it. These guys operate on a different frequency physically, mentally than me and you do than the average person does. I think they they honestly that kind of 
there's potentially that like frat boy mentality there with a lot of these dudes, right? Kyle Pro athletes like that. Yeah. Let's party and let's go work out in the morning. You know what I mean? So if that's their lifestyle, I'd like to make a comparison that you'll be familiar with. Okay. And not on this level, but John Jones, ex-UFC champion. Oh, yeah. This man had a very bad... Uh, he was addicted to to sub- substance abuse. Uh, a, a more common one. A, fee, um, a few, actually, but yes. A few. Uppers. Um, this man would do drugs the night before fights. Yes. Uh, potentially the day day of and he would he would fight and be amazing he would be amazing he was a uh he was a storm of a person like he was uh, maybe even a degenerate he was know, with, no. with drug use he was he's he's done a, he's been in a lot of legal trouble but he would constantly do these things and then go fight and win the title and then the one time when he got sober got you know, in that quote-unquote right mindset, he had his worst fight against uh, Ovin St. Pru and, yes. and played or fought terribly or very mediocrely for probably the greatest of all time. It was also coming off of a long hiatus because because of substance abuse. All the other stuff. Yeah. He was suspended. Just to give you another story, though, on the John Jones thing before we switch over about athletes and partying and whatnot. Do you, have you heard the John Jones when he first won the title story? What happened the day of? I don't think so. Day of the fight, like the morning of. John Jones sees a robbery on the streets of Vegas, chases after oh, the yeah. guy yeah. and tackles him and, and public yeah. arrests him literally hours before he's about to fight uh, yeah. Shogun Ru for the title and wins the title. John Jones is a different animal. So, yeah. So this isn't an ironic. Oh, no, wait. Chris Jones is not related to John Jones. No. Sorry. I always mix that up. But uh, I think that all that that we just said in the past couple of minutes is um, kind of not exactly, but the the people you're kind of dealing with here. These these are mm-hmm. these are dudes. These are these are guys who go so hard in every department they that do. that's how they you know a lot of guys let loose like that. And I personally don't have a big issue with it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to overrun the game. I think if that's that's how you guys normally handle your business, that's fine. Yeah. You got guys like um Percy Harvin saying he's, uh, you know, like used used weed before every single game and played every game, uh, you know, under the influence, and that's that's just what he did. And he said he played better because of whatever it. floats your boat, dude. Yeah, I mean, it was it was illegal at the time. I think you can do that now. I, I, I they don't, they don't do that test. Now. For, they don't test for it. Whatever. They, they what? don't. Te- Let's move past this conversation. Any, though. anyways. Yeah. Essentially, I don't have a big issue if they're gonna quote unquote. Turn up. Turn up for a night. You know what I'm fair. saying? It, you know, sounds a little goofy coming out of my mouth. But I, it, I get it. Yeah, it, I, I'm not tripping on it. Especially on the first day, it's not as bad. My only thing is that do not let that distract you from what you are there to do. And I don't yeah. think it will. I just think it's like not what you want to hear, especially for a Niner fan yeah. who hasn't won it yet. Again, the Chiefs, four Super Bowls in six years, Niners two and five. They haven't won once in, in 30 years. It's all, it's all or nothing right now with this team. And you don't want to hear that whole thing, especially after all the players and coaches are like, nope, locked yeah. in, focused all week. And Mooney's just like, no, nah, we're going to turn up one. I day. think it's the optics, like you're saying. I think it's yeah. if he just didn't say anything and they did it, we obviously wouldn't know. It's, it's probably happened a hundred times. We have no knowledge because, of that. Because this week that we are currently coming out of, the week going into Pro Bowl, is the week that you're supposed to turn up especially you're in the Super Bowl. Like, again, you saw a lot of the Niner players out at the Warriors game uh, this week. Um, a lot of them got they got honored and out. but they're not in Vegas this week, Emil. My, 
That's the problem, yeah. is that they're going to be in Vegas. Yeah. Well, they are in Vegas this week. They weren't in Vegas last yes. week. Professional me. athletes in Vegas can always be a little bit of a sticky time because yeah. there's a lot of nightlife in Vegas. And so you got to, again, reel them in a little bit. So I hope Mooney Ward understands that and understands that they are there to do a job and that it's only one day, not two, of partying. Again, he's a guy who's been here before, been here, done that. Yes. So, And he's been nothing but professional and all pro guy. I don't doubt it. I mean, maybe he shouldn't have said it. Just because you but, get hyper focused on it, like we're doing right now. What you now. see is what you get with Mooney Ward. So appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, the genuine outlook uh, of the game. But yeah, when it pertains to media, what's the availability for the Niners? They have two days to talk. Right, yes. Wednesday, Thursday, three days, three days, three Tuesday, days Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday. Is- Niners are the afternoon. Chiefs are the morning. Yes. Okay. Niners are in the er about twelve thirty on Tuesday. The rest of the time it's four o'clock, both Wednesday and Friday after practice for them. Um, so not a lot leading up before that, but then a lot of work in the evening, which is yeah. my, my kind of jam. I, I I'm more of a night owl than an early bird as it is. Uh, I, if you're listening too, and somehow you'll be in Vegas, the, their availability is like press only too, so you can't just go to their hotel yes. and just see that. It's not like a like the UFC, like they'll do the opening, the promotion before. It's nothing like that. This is just yeah. like a Well, there's other media days conference. behind the scenes that, 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 yeah, that fans fan can't fan, go yeah. to that I have also been a part of with the UFC um, yeah. that are a little more intricate, a little more hard-hitting question stuff leading up to fights. Well, but yeah, there's just a difference between like the press and the public. The but opening, I, I just don't want to have that confusion of like, oh, yeah. I drove 30 minutes to this hotel and I can't get in. But No, I, it's I, media yeah. only. For those days, media again, media availability. That's the yeah. key word there. But uh, so three days of media availability. How do you think they'll handle that, coaches and players wise? They'll be fine. Like who's uh, who's going to speak which days? We don't know. Probably majority of them. I'm Kyle, you know, Brock. No one. Bosa, double. Trent. It's not. No one be like Kyle d- every day, right? No one should double. But again, I have to get the schedules yet. I haven't gotten them yet, so we will, you know, see that going going into uh, into this week. So, okay. All right. Well. I think not much else. Do you want to get into anything else when it comes to media? Avail- I, I mean, media kind of what what's going on around the Super Bowl? Anything like that? Because I I don't. I mean, it's just chaos. It's just there's so much. It's chaos all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just in, just in general, it's going to be chaos. And I'm I am very much looking forward to to this because not only is it my first Super Bowl, but it's Super Bowl in Vegas. It's Niners Chiefs. There's so much history with, with these two franchises. The rematch, obviously, of four years ago. It's in Vegas, which is where my family is also from. So I get to see my family as well, which is great. Um, and I'm glad that we get to do it as a team. And that's what I'm really excited about. Is it's not just me out there. It's Nate Littlefield. It's the the, the afternoon, the midday show with Styles and Watkins. Jay Johnson's coming out with us. It's a crew. It's a collective. And we're really supporting for Sackdown Sports. Switching gears now because obviously going out of the media week, we have an actual game to be played. Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium between Niners and Chiefs. Um, 3.30 kickoff time, I believe, is the correct time as well for that. I don't think it'll be at 3.30. They always take a lot of time. they got to give Taylor Swift her shots. 3.30 is the TV time it's starting at. So lock in at 3.30. You'll see some things. Do you want to get this out of the way? Do you think she'll be be there? Because she's got a show in Japan the night before. She'll be there. That's going to be a whole other thing. They're going to have like a graphic up. They're playing that up. They're going to have a graphic up CBS of the the air travel from from there to Japan and back. That's That's a whole Taylor Swift stuff. Okay. We don't need to do I'm actually not looking forward to because Taylor Swift's there. That's my one hindrance. I just don't care. I just it's gonna be a zoo even it's more good so for the because NFL. Of that. It's, it's good for the NFL. It's good for the NFL, but whatever. So, the anyway. NFL has enough good going on. But um, anyway, Niners Chiefs is the game. There's been a lot of discussion this week 
about the Niners' defensive effort. Yeah, it was real ugly. Steve Wilkes had a, a nice little comment about how a lot bad of them, they were. A lot of them did. I'm gonna grab that. A lot of them did. I do. I have. I have the comment. What's the? What is it? He goes. It was flat out embarrassing. Honestly, it was embarrassing. That that's not the standard that we have here. It was embarrassing, and, and they have addressed it. Both him and John Lynch have both said the same thing. It was embarrassing. We have addressed it. It will not be an issue this week. Watching Chase Young jog. Oh yeah. On a touchdown run is not what I want to see. The problem is that they didn't have just one of those plays. They had multiple of those plays, which you cannot have in a winning effort against the Chiefs because if you do that, you will not win the game. Oh, man, how do you think the Chiefs want to attack this Niners team going into the game? The same thing that's been working for all the other teams the last few weeks. Get I mean, ahead. Sc- no, not even that. Run the ball because the Niners' run defense has not worked. And screen passes and and reverse end arounds and crack yeah. back tosses. All the stuff the Niners even should be doing, they're getting beaten on. I mean, how many times have we seen a, a third and twelve screen pass turn into a first down? Yeah, I'm I'm worried about Pacheco. I would be too. I'm worried about him. The, 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 the you know while the numbers are down for the the Chiefs run game this year, but 108 I believe is the number this year. They have increased the last three weeks to 127 per game. They are running the ball very efficiently. They're getting big chunk plays, and Pacheco is their bell cow who runs angry. Yeah, just runs angry. He's a very good player. Doesn't get enough credit, but. I just want to see him get shut down. Kyle had a great quote about him this week. You know, that's the kind of running back that we want on our team. One that that find the holes and do all the dirty work. Um, So very complimentary of Isaiah Pacheco. And Pacheco has been dealing with some injuries, but he should be good to go. The one question mark for the Chiefs is Joe Tooney. Yeah, uh, another report out recently about him. uh, Very, very game-timed. Obviously, Yes. I'll be I'll be front with everyone. We are recording this a couple days earlier because we are covering the the event. Yes, in Las Vegas, the Super Bowl. I don't have to say the big game. Um, so, uh, but as of right now, on on Saturday afternoon, he his status to say the least, he's up in the air. But I'd say trending towards not playing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pec strain slash tear it's a very differing opinion there and for a a a left guard especially there's so much pool especially in that offense with Andy Reid and Mahomes and the reverse end arounds and the trick plays they run not what you want to see out of your all pro left guard uh, who did not play last week against the Ravens and I don't think it's going to play this week I I think he's going to have to have surgery on that and they're just delaying it I think they're trying to get him through as much as they can you think there's any this is your true thought so you don't think there's any gamesmanship going on here Andy Reid being like I don't know if he's going to play I think I think I think they're doing that to keep the Niners off guard a little bit but I don't think he's playing yeah I it's it's really trending towards him not playing and frankly I don't think you want your left guard playing with a torn pec it's the Super Bowl, so you do whatever but you got to like, do. But, like, he's compromised even more, like, 50% at best, like, with the torn peck, with the peck strain like I, this? I'm kind of saying run him out there, and if it's not working, go to that uh, plan B. Fair. You know what I'm saying? Fair, I guess. Uh, Fair. That's, I know, that's, I get you it. You know, shoot shoot him up or whatever, you know, get numb it, and then just see what happens. But, yeah, it is, uh, it's tough. It's definitely weakness for something... You know, when it comes to pass rush. Some other good are. some other good Niners injury news. Kadarius Tony is back on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs. Good news. And that's good news for the well, Niners. He wasn't because, hurt. Because Kadarius Tony wasn't hurt. And it looks like he's gonna play, which is good because he has been the I think the league Dude, leader in drop passes. If he this makes year. some freak play, I'm gonna freak yeah. out. <laughs> he's just trash all year. 
Oh my God. See, again, we're a little bit of sarcasm here, but actually some real genuine knowledge here because Kadarius Tony has been a liability for the Chiefs a lot this year. Yeah. And I think it's going to help the Niners' chances of winning because he's been a liability uh, with his hands this year. So we'll see if he actually <laughs> sees the field, but he is scheduled to be full go at practice this week so, after some questionable not playing things happening. Did we, we didn't get any more info on that situation, huh? Not really. Yeah. It was, you know, Brushing of the rug, Andy Reid didn't want to really deal with it. Yeah, which I kind of want to go back to that that party conversation real quick because you talk about the guy. You, do you remember? Um, you don't remember, but heard the story of I'm blanking on his name. The the Raiders player that like disappeared the night before the Super Bowl. Oh boy, um, I'm blanking too. Oh, I'm blanking too. Why am I blanking on this? Oh. I'm cutting. I was going to say Chandler Jones, but he hasn't been Super Bowl with the Raiders because he does. No, this was 2002. He does disappear a lot. Uh, This was okay. The disappearing man, the Raider who went missing before the Super Bowl, Raider center Barrett Robbins disappeared the evening before the biggest game of his life. This was the Gruden Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. I don't want to talk about it. uh, Against Tampa. I kind of have to tell the story. And John Lynch. I'll talk about it. But so, yeah, the uh, Gruden was on Tampa Bay. This was after they traded him. The night before the game, Barrett Robbins goes missing uh, and then reappears and then goes off the grid again, which is just an insane story. But I want to know, like, playing in Vegas, do you think we see a story like this from any player? Any uh, just out like any player that's seen out maybe the night before the Super Bowl or maybe uh, a couple days before, maybe getting into a little trouble? Because I also proposed a, a, a kind of a, a question to you before the game as well. Yeah. If a guy, if a star, and I use Travis Kelsey as an example, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm just total hypothetical. Like, the players are not allowed to gamble at all, yes. as I've explained before. If Travis Kelsey got caught at, like, a blackjack table, what do you think the punishment would be for that? Do you're you not think, playing, you're not playing Super Bowl. I don't think the They're, NFL would prevent Travis Kelsey from from playing the, in the NFL cares more especially, about especially specifically him because of Taylor Swift. The NFL cares about more about their image than anything else. If the if Travis Kelsey compromises their image, they have no choice. Ah, uh, I don't know. And the gambling one is the whole image thing. If they especially come out and told you you how, cannot gamble, how is a company that promotes gambling week to week for the past two years going to be so hypocritical like that? They can be. It's their company. I know. It's it's. I don't insane. agree with it, it's, but here we are. It's a it's an ugly, murky water. It's a murky conversation. I'm just. I don't want to see any of that happen. But I'm curious if a star player, because I think if if like like a Ray Ray McLeod for the Niners got caught hypothetically gambling. This is 100 hypothetical. I'm just thinking of a guy. You know, different tiers of stardom. Yes. I think he wouldn't play. I'm just saying if a star, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes. Even maybe Isaiah Pacheco. The guys like that, if they got caught gambling. You can't pull that, though. Like, you can't make it different rules for different people. That's that's life. No. Oh, my God, Emil. You are tripping right now. Not with this, though. Oh, they would 100%. They would 100% pick and choose. Not with this. Oh, you're being way too, like, like black and white right now. With the gambling thing, they're going to be black and white with it. No. They're going to be black and white. Black and red. Black and red. Ooh, I like that. Like roulette. Yeah. Anyways. They, they came out and said, do not gamble. You I are know. in Vegas. Do not gamble. If they someone also gambles, say, you're, d- you're done. They also say, don't do drugs. Don't, 
you know, commit like domestic violence. These people do this and they come back to the league. So the NFL doesn't like Tyreek Hill has done horrible things. They, He's a star in the league. He's a star. They cannot get punked by players in the Super Bowl. They'd be getting punked if they someone got was out gambling. They get punked all the time like this. They would Travis Kelsey if he got caught. There's no freaking way you're convincing me that he's not playing the Super Bowl. I, I'm telling you, right now, he wouldn't play. Okay, that's great. I mean, if, this is a hypothetical. We'll never. Caught, this gambling, is almost a pointless gambling. Yeah, I said gambling. Yeah, he's not playing Super. This Bowl. is a. This is a. If any Niner chief gets caught gambling, they are not playing the Super. Bowl. You heard it here first. I disagree wholeheartedly. That's with fine. That. Disagree wholeheartedly. Okay. If if uh, uh <laughs> because they because then, then they look like, like the idiots. I. Yeah, but they're they want their stars there. They yes. like the controversy. They like the craziness. But they'll get more. They'll get still the same revenue off the controversy. Of them, he's not playing. You're gonna bench. You're you're gonna suspend Travis Kelsey because he was. They're gonna still get that media wave. The more narratives, the better. They're gonna get many narratives. I just think for the NFL and where they are at, they are a no nonsense league. That way, they're not the NBA like that. The NFL, especially in the Bro, biggest you cannot game. say the NFL is a no-nonsense league after they kept letting Antonio Brown come back. I get what you're saying, but this is gambling. And we saw, even with Calvin Ridley, even with other, other people that have been in the industry. Who gambled on the NFL, though. That's different. Yes. That is different. That is a that's straight up felony. That's like I get racketeering I get craziness. What, I get what you're saying, but they're still gambling after they came out and said, do not do this. If <laughs> Travis Kelsey goes out and does it. Yeah. That deserves a suspension. It's not gonna. It, I just do not see that happening. But I don't think we're gonna. We're not gonna find a middle. It's. We're it's not this is a silly conversation because it's. It's, it's so happen. hypothetical. Yeah. But it it would be a very curious case to see how that uh, would be handled. Um, just I I hope nothing like that happens. But it, it just reminded me of the uh, the Barrett Robbins story. Um, just going missing before arguably the biggest night of your life, yeah. or biggest day of your life, yeah. regardless. Um, <laughs> well, back to uh, that gambling world because you can't really escape it when it's in Vegas. One eight hundred gambler. If you got an issue, uh, I'd like to talk about the lines, uh, not the Lions, who the Niners beat last week. The Lions, L I N E S, for what, this game. What are the Lions? Niners are favored for the most part by minus two on most. Um, you know, like the big ones like Caesars and surprising MG- question mark. No. Why are they favored? I mean, they have the better on paper. They have the better team. Do they? And I think that's where the money's going. I think, uh, yeah, on paper they have the better team. They haven't played like it the last two weeks. Uh, on the first half, no, uh, <laughs> no. I especially with the Chiefs being Chiefs the home are team. hot. Both teams are actually very hot. The Niners, are, you can't deny the Niners are hot. They're they're warm. They they like to be warmer. They uh, everyone wants to be warmer. This ain't 2019. Until you when explode. they when they steamroll over the Packers, the empty championship game, they had to fight and grit and get these games back. That might have actually been bad for them in hindsight. They we've talked. They talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Because it gets you, you get a little too comfortable. Yeah. I think those uh, close wins were very good for the team. I've I said agree. this several times. We watched Brock Purdy grow. Not only Brock, we watched the whole team grow right in front of our eyes. Every every you know 50 million people watching the game. I. Think two is fair. I think two two is a fair line. It's almost a pick 'em at that point. You it's know, close. two either way, one either way is. So, I I think if you're a fan of either team, I think it ends up being a pick 'em by the start this is, of the game. This anyway. is yeah, yeah, you know, it, it it'll move. Um, I I yeah. Someone's gonna know, take those odds fair. on on Mahomes on those those plus odds and and run with it. What do you think about the over under being at forty seven and a half? That's basically universal. Twenty four, twenty four. 
basically. 47 and a half. Yeah, 24, yeah. 24, 24, but they're asking. 24, 23, yeah. I could see it being at 50. Yeah, you think you you like the above? I just see points happening. I, yeah, the Chiefs so. do have the number seven defense in DVOA, but I think the Niners can To score. be clear, we're not giving like gambling advice here or anything like that. We're just talking about the line being set and... How how much of a scoring how much scoring will happen I, in this game? I think game? I think forty seven and a half is a little low actually. Yeah, I, I think more close to explosive offenses. Yeah, two explosive offenses. What do you take away from the Chiefs only scoring seventeen and not scoring the second half against Baltimore? You think that's Baltimore shooting themselves in the foot? Because I know we're having this argument earlier about yes. did the Lions lose or did the Niners win? That's similar, but Chiefs didn't put up a point in the second half, and no, seventeen isn't crazy. Yeah, they did. They they had a field goal, right? Did they? That was 17-7 was the final score. 17-10. I, right? am, I, I am I tripping on that? I'm, I, oh, no. You know what? I'm I'm silly. I thought they didn't silly. score the rest of the— I'm that, a silly, Billy. I thought that was the whole point, that they didn't score. Oh, no, it was 17-10. I yeah, apologize. Yeah, 17 Okay. All right. See, see, this is why Nate's cool. They scored in the fourth quarter. They did, and they should have scored more, but Lamar blew it. Anyway, my, 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 point, my point being is that the, the Ravens and the Chiefs, probably the t- two of the best defenses in the NFL— very clearly, two of the best teams in the NFL. The Chiefs, just by statistic, number seven DVOI. Ravens, we all forget the Ravens went into Santa Clara on Christmas night and smacked the hell out of the Niners. We do forget that because the Niners are in the Super Bowl and Baltimore isn't. Yeah, but the Ravens have a really good defense, so I'm not surprised the Chiefs only scored 17 points because the Chiefs' offense looked like a shell of themselves until three weeks ago when they made the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the key to the 49ers' success as a whole to beat this Chiefs team? Hey, how about just play Niners football? How about just run the football? I need more specifics from how, you. How about just play complimentary football? How about run the football, set up the play action, get after them? See, you're giving me coach player speak right now. I need some Mooney Ward speak from you. I need some more specifics. I need some more of those dirty details, how the Niners will win. Chris McCaffrey needs to run 20 times this game, at yeah. least. You think he needs to run at the beginning of the game, too, more? Because I do. <laughs> I, this ass. offense has always been run to set up the pass. It's yeah. been the same thing for years on a Kyle Shanahan. And I get Chris Jones in the middle. So run motion outside. Run outside toss. Run outside zone. Get the line moving. Get yeah. everyone involved in the run game. If you dominate the line of scrimmage, the Niners will win this game. But if they don't, it's going to be a long afternoon for them again because it happened against Green Bay. They got their ass kicking line of scrimmage. And it happened against Detroit. They got their ass kicking line of scrimmage mm-hmm. for hours. And the, the, the Lions and the Packers both kind of gave them a little bit of a hope by not running the football yeah. in the second half. Chiefs are smarter than that. They're going to keep running the football. You have to yeah. win the line of scrimmage. Man, I <laughs> I don't even what what I think is going to happen is what I want to happen and I'm clouded by bias. So As you should be. I I've, I've had my heart ripped out from watching these games, uh Super Bowls, all that. I'm I'm not an analyst. Something again I say every week. Um, I'm some stupid guy who just loves the 49ers. I work here. I kind of fell into this. I'm not an analyst. I guess I'm technically media, but I just, you know, do video. I'm not, I'm not an opinion. I, well, I am an opinion guy. I'm not an unbiased journalist. So what I think is going to happen is I think the Niners are going to get up early. And I think, uh, I think they just put the, their foot on their throat. And I think they can just, just choke them out. Just, just finish. Are you in predictions? I mean, we're we're getting towards the end of the show, but it's a Super Bowl, man. I gotta, we gotta hype it up. I I think if they can get out, they're not. No lead is gonna be safe no. until that until that fourth quarter ends. As we know from being up twenty to ten, 
which, by the way, my stupid gym was playing that game. Oh, really? While I'm working out yesterday, it did actually give me a better workout because I was getting mad. I'm like, this should not be on the TV, dude. I'm not rewatching this. this oh, is my dumb. gosh. That's I did amazing. look up for a couple of things. I'm like, come on, dude. They're up 20 to 10. This sucks. Nick Bosa, I forgot he had that strip. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, dang it. We forgot to talk about the holding thing. But uh, <laughs> I forgot we brought that up earlier. I did want to mention they've been playing the seeds. To get offensive or to get defensive calls for offensive holding against the Chiefs because there's a lot of videos and stuff that came out after Super Bowl 54. Nick Bosa is being held the whole time, a lot of pictures. It looks pretty ugly. So, uh, Bosa and Jed York, I believe it's York going out and being like, Yeah, hey, uh, you know, we we know, uh, media is asking, like, Hey, what do they like to do on offense? Nick Bosa is like, They like to hold. All right, playing the seed there. So that'll be very interesting to see if there's any offensive holding called, see if that works. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I love Nick. Nick's also super authentic. Nick won the, uh, the I think it was the Niner chapter PFWA writers uh, award this year for best, 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 uh, Best interview this year because of his authentic interviews. They <laughs> yeah. Oko gave him that award, that's and I was like, funny. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, but it was cool. Yeah, no, he was, again, cool. Nick's been really candid this year, especially the second half of the season about things. Again, Nick had the quote. It's been a weird year for him. After the, It has. Nick had a quote after the game against the Lions. He goes, it was just flat out embarrassing. Same thing. Same same, same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we weren't going down as failures. We didn't want to go down as failures. That, that was right after the game. And he kind of reiterated the same thing this week when talking to him of like, it wasn't to our standards. We were getting embarrassed. We had to pick it up. And that's the reality is that they, they, Niner defense has not played to their standards for two straight weeks. Yeah. And they have to fix it. I think I think this is – they're back to standard. I think – I'm up, the, what worries me is the fear that the AFC teams have of, of the Chiefs and Mahomes. They see the jerseys and all of a sudden the game gets – Twice as hard for them, I can see and they it. start shooting themselves in the foot and not being able to execute and letting Mahomes run all over them. And uh, you know, I shouldn't say letting because he's very talented and skilled, and he he has the ability to just tear teams apart. But mm-hmm. something about those jerseys, man. Other teams see them and they just like crumble. So especially in the playoffs, especially the Niners, uh, we've seen them and they haven't beaten them in a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's it's been a while. I love that song. Last Anyways. time last time I saw the Chiefs was was week eight going into the bye of last season. And they got yeah. their butts kicked by them. Different 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 world we were in there. That was CMC. Didn't even start. First that was the first game. game. Yeah. Didn't start though. And Jimmy was Jimmy still quarterback. Brock got some garbage time. Played pretty well uh, in the garbage time. Yeah, did the uh, fake or the handoff the wrong way? Was that that game? I think it was, yeah. It was, I don't it know. Was it was Jordan game. Mason. But, yeah, 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 it was that game. Um, anyways. A lot has changed since uh, then. I, Nate's stressed. I can see it I'm in I'm just face. thinking about it. It's just kind of hitting me right now that it's back and here we go. I just, when I think about it too much, it it's so silly. It's a sports team, but it means a lot to me. I, I, I just think the Niners get a lead and they have to hold it. And anytime there's a, a fear of a comeback from the Chiefs, Rip the life out of them. Get a three and out. Yeah. Get a turnover. Yeah. Get a sack. Get a crucial sack. Don't let them convert third and longs like we're saying. Yeah. You know, let them run the ball a little bit. Let them play their game. It's the big over-the-top plays that you have to prevent and in critical moments. Well, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. That's not even debatable. 
there was one recipe to success against him in the Super Bowl, and it was against when they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that one year. There was one recipe of success. Get after Patrick Mahomes. If you get after him in the pocket and make him have to like have no time, no no breathing whatsoever, yeah, you will have a chance of winning this game. That's a big part to why Baltimore lost last week. This man yes. had all day to throw. Mm-hmm. You cannot pass give him extra time. has to get home. This is why they traded for Chase Young. This is why they brought in Javon Hargrave. This is why they kept Eric Armstead. This is why they paid Nick Bosa. It's time. Well, they have Randy Gregory. It's this is why they yeah picked up Randy Gregory late. It's. It's time. It's time to go. Pressures don't mean anything now. You got to get sacks. You got to get hits. You got to get to Patrick Mahomes because he he can feel pressure all day long and make make throws. Yeah, you got to get. I'm home. hoping to see big plays from everyone from CMC, from Kittle, from Debo, from Ayuk, all of them. But final uh, predictions. Hey, we got to give a score here. Oh God! All right, this is just how I feel. I don't, again, not this is not a jinx. This is how I feel. I I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna see the Niners win the first Super Bowl since I've been alive. Um, and I think they do it. I think they score. I think 35 gets it done for them. I'm going to say 35, 24. Niners. <laughs> That's my guess. It's optimistic. Good. I like it, though. 35, 24, San Francisco 49ers get the win Super Bowl 58. If you, if you could see Nate's face right now, he's like squinting. And like He doesn't hard, feel comfortable man. even saying it. I'm not comfortable saying it, but I want to see it so bad. Well, you're not going to like this. I'm taking the Chiefs. What's wrong with you? I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm sorry. I have to see it. I have to see it. This is their final. This is their final test. It's their final boogeyman. They haven't been able to beat Patrick Mahomes. I have to see it first. And I just, what I have seen this this postseason is why you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes because this is arguably his worst roster he's ever had. This is no. That's not argue. This is that's a fact, dude. Even worse than his uh, his first his rookie. Yeah. Uh, this is LeBron taking that last Cleveland team to the finals. This twenty eighteen like Yeah. yeah. This is. This is impressive, but it's not good enough to beat this so, all-time my, Niners team. My and you, uh, and you. Funniest thing is, you. I said just don't want to jinx them. You know, I don't want to. That's what I'm worried about. It's not that I don't think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna do it. It's just, right. it, I. It sucks to lose the Super Bowl. It sucks. Anyway, it makes you so sick. I hate it. I'm picking the Chiefs, and I'm picking the Niners, and I love the Niners, and they're gonna do it. Thirty-four. It's gonna be awesome. Thirty-four, twenty-four, Chiefs. No. Oh. 35-24 Niners all day, all day. But that's it for this week. Yep. This is probably uh, one I guess of our we'll last do, ones. We'll yeah. do one more after this, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. until then, until after the Super Bowl, we wish you all a happy Super Bowl week. See us out there in Vegas. All the content on SackdownSports.com as well as uh, Sackdown Sports on the YouTube channel. I know Nate was doing everything digital, everything video with that too. Check out all the content, all the guests we have. It's going to be a crazy week in Vegas, but we are happy to get all the content for you guys. Stay safe out there. Turn the Empire will be back after Super Bowl. Until then, have a great one.